Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Hindsight Podcast. I'm Chris, and this is my wife, Jan, sitting over here next to me. And we are excited to be back with you guys for another conversation with a new set of parents. We've already sat down with the Crossons. Hopefully, you guys have listened to that and uh, their experience raising three boys and then followed that up with some time with Misty Page as a single parent raising Mm -hmm. her two kids. And so now we're going to sit down and have a conversation about raising three kids with John and Beth Bennett. They've got two girls and a boy, so a little bit different right. dynamic uh, that we get to hear from them. And we've known them for five or six years, maybe mm-hmm. seven. We got to know them actually through their kids, really, right. is kind of how we got to know them. We knew who John and Beth were. We just run in some different circles, but really got to spend time with them after getting to know them through uh, through spending time with their kids. Right. We had the opportunity of doing premarital for Christy when she was getting married and then I knew Michael's fiance first, and then we wound up doing their premarital. And through that, being invited to their weddings, et cetera, was how we got connected to John and Beth. Yeah, and we just got to spend time with their kids and, and really just thought highly of the relationships that they had had with their parents after we just got to know them more and more in the years that they were in. So when we were doing the premarital, they were you know coming right out of college. Right. And uh, just starting their careers. And they just had great relationships with John and Beth. Mm-hmm. And so we just wanted to learn, you know, what did they do to set that up? And then they have one more, Lauren, that's still um, at the time in high school. Right. Now I think she's in college. But, um, you know, all just all around just really great relationships as a family, which is, again, going back mm-hmm. to why we're doing this. One of the main goals for us was to learn from from couples and, and parents that, that have got great relationships on the other side of high school uh, and into college, uh, parenting through the hard times. And so mm-hmm. learned a lot from them, and I think you guys are going to learn a lot from them as well. The thing that we've noticed, Jan and I were talking about this, uh, now that we're on our third conversation, we're starting to hear a lot of the same things, different questions, or same questions, different answers. And you're going to learn probably what we're learning is there's no perfect or right way to do any of this, whether it's dating mm-hmm. or conversations with your son, conversations with your daughter, whatever it may be. But there's some really unique things from each of these different folks, each of these different parents that we can pull from uh, and make them kind of, you know, we can Randy Jackson them and make them our own, (laughs) you know? Exactly. Um, Because our kids are all unique. We're unique. Right. Uh, And so we've just been learning, you know, what are the different pieces? And you'll hear some of that with the Bennetts, um, how they do it different. And uh, and their way is not necessarily the right way, but it was right for them. But we can pull some of those things into how we're parenting our kids and use some of their their different pieces. Right. When we were crafting some of our questions, you know, we were afraid we were going to sound repetitive. However, when you ask a different set of people the same questions, you're going to get different answers. And some of those are going to land on you differently. And, um, you know, you may get the light bulb and that's going to be the one that works best for your family. Um, I did want to say that I, what I loved about this interview is that this will be really great info for families that have young kids, that you're just starting to look through some traditions and some things that you're doing that are intentional, that are shaping either your family dynamic or how you're raising your kids. Beth does a great job specifically talking about some of the things that she did 
with her littles that have really fostered some great habits and yeah. family traditions great as they got into middle school and high school. So stick with us. It's not just for middle school parents only. Yeah, absolutely. Some great foundational stuff that just helps them when they reflect back on the, some of the things that they started early on that led to the great relationships that they had. Mm-hmm. Um, they lean into some of that, which is great. So let's not delay any longer. Let's jump in with John and Beth Bennett. So we are excited to be sitting down this week with John and Beth Bennett. Um, thank you guys so much for making time to uh, to sit down and just share some of your life experience with us. Uh, before we get started, can you guys just give us a brief, high-level picture of just who you are, where you are today, where your kids are, introduce us to them, and kind of just walk through a, a quick snapshot? Sure. Thanks a lot, Chris. We, uh, we've been married for coming up on 27 years. We have three great kids, mm-hmm. 25, 23, and 17. Um, we have a rising senior in high school. She's our baby. We have been in ministry for our entire married life and love the kingdom, love people in the kingdom like you all. We've been pastoring. We have we have been campus ministers. So we have totally enjoyed this journey of raising our kids and really see it as being a entrustment from the Lord. That's who we are and what we do. Awesome. That's great. I love just hearing where you guys are at, the season you're at. For us, you know, we, we have three kids right now as well, and a little bit different. You guys have two girls and a boy, and we've got two boys and a girl, but just understanding the dynamics of having the two, we're just really looking forward to, to learning that because you guys are a good season ahead of us, and mm-hmm. and we're heading into that tricky season of middle school and high school, and, and, uh, and just would love to, and looking forward to hearing how that has played out for you guys. So let's jump right in. Let's kind of go there and, and see uh, and see what, what the story's been like for you guys. So you've got had you've had different seasons. You've journeyed through different seasons with the kids and are in different seasons now. Uh, how would you describe your relationship with your kids? Because it's going to be different with each one of them. How would you describe your relationship with them, where they're at in the season they're in today? Sure. Those are great questions, Chris. And uh, I think right now, one of the ways I describe it is, again, you know, Mother's Day just passed. And so one of the traditions we've always had around birthdays and big days like Mother's Day and Father's Day is to go around the table and honor each other, whoever it is for their birthday, or maybe it's mom or dad, that kind of thing. I just think probably the best things that are said about your life ought to be said before you die instead of at your funeral. Absolutely. So uh, this past Mother's Day, you know, our 25-year-old, 23-year-old, and 17-year-old sitting around the table at a restaurant because I decided not to cook. Even though it's my one day of the year to cook, I decided not to. (laughs) So we uh, took them out, and they shared uh, what they love about their mother. And one of the things I liked about it is the older they get, the more authentic they become. And what was so authentic about it was... As they talked about Beth, especially Christy, who's now in the ministry. She's been in the ministry for about two, almost three years. Right. And she basically said, Mom, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you get up every day, you know, spend time with the Lord. I don't know how you still love people in ministry the way you do. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how you still are committed after all these years, 30 years in the ministry. How are you doing that? And so she really honored her very authentically, you know. Mm-hmm. So what it told me pretty quickly was, one, they really value what we value. Secondly, I really saw the level of relationship and admiration they had for their mother. But it wasn't just an admiration like I'm looking up. It was really more almost com- becoming a little bit more of a peer type of relationship, right. you know. Right. And the same thing with Michael that day. Uh, uh, he not only honored his mom, but this past week, he's probably called me two to three times asking for advice. And I don't know, as a dad, you know, with a 23-year-old, I don't think there's any greater moment when he, hey, dad, let me ask you, what do you think about this? What do you think mm-hmm. about that? 
don't know if he listens to me or not, but one thing he's asking, <laughs> you know, which is wonderful. And so for us, I think right now the season we're at is a really a great season. So we're really enjoying that part. So how do you feel like the kids would, if we were to sit them down, what would their response be? What would they say their relationship is with you guys? Yeah, I think they also would say there's there's mutual respect. Mm-hmm. I think they would say there's mutual respect. Mm-hmm. Respecting them in their space and their choices, even mm-hmm. though they may be some different than ours, mm-hmm. definitely, you know, uh, they, they respect us. We respect them. Mutual admiration. And just... You know, I, I think they would say that our home is like a safe haven still yeah. for them to come to and really be understood and a place of, of listening and, and really coaching. I think it's true. And I think part of it's just actions speak louder than words, right? I don't know if they yeah. can actually say, you know, wow, we just really respect you so much. Although, you know, I could squeeze it out of them probably at some point. But <laughs> the point is, though, is their actions of them coming home. And when they come home, the way they like to be here. <laughs> The smiles, the times, the laughters, the way we, you know, cut up together, that kind of thing. So, and we're seeing a little more spontaneity in that. They're actually coming home more often. Yeah, and we're not asking. Of course, we're thrilled. Every time they come, I said, thanks so much for coming to see me. I I tell them that every time. Mm -hmm. You know, in other words, you've taken time out to see me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's home and I live here, I grew up here. I I said, thanks so much Mm -hmm. for coming to see me. You know, I really love to know that and give them a kiss on the head every time. So That's cool, though. I love hearing that um, because I I see that for us um, because right now we're in the season where they're, they're always there. And so it's kind of hard to imagine them not being there. And I was just thinking about the other day when they go off to college and then after that they're going to get a job. And and I thought, well, that means they're not going to be in our home every day. I'm going to miss that. Yeah. You know, I'm going to miss just seeing their face and having those daily conversations. But I think, wow, to be able to create a home, how do we do that? To create a home that they want to keep coming back to and yeah. want to keep spending time in and yeah. want to come home on the weekends, even if it is to get laundry done in college, right? <laughs> right. Just right. wanting to come back and spend that time. So I, I love hearing that. I think that's really cool. I think we're um, in an interesting tension right now, too, between, like you said, coming out of that season where they're around all the time, now they're gone, and now also taking into consideration the way our parents treated us in this state, agent state. So we're trying to navigate through that tension. And not even tension is probably a bad word, but... I guess the opportunity to think, okay, now that they've been around, we want them to come back more. What's our strategy, so to speak, to see them come and and really build this relationship together? So Mm -hmm. we've been planning and dreaming about every possible thing from a lake house to a beach house to whenever God gives us enough money to do all that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But what are the ways we're going to, you know, put something together that's going to draw them back and how are we going to do in family vacations still and all those Mm -hmm. kinds of things. So it's a fun uh, opportunity to dream like that right now. Mm -hmm. Different season to think different yeah. about different things. So. Yeah, I think your family should be your biggest cheerleaders. Right. And uh, so we are intentional about about that mm-hmm. and really just affirming them and cheering them on and being sounding boards, but but not in a judgmental way. Again, they're going to lead their family differently Absolutely. in some ways. Yeah. And so we need to celebrate that. And so it's been fun. Yeah, that's cool. When you think about when they were younger or now, what season would you deem your favorite? And then what season would you think was the hardest? And it may be different per child. I don't know. 
Yes, I would think so. So, you know, a friend of mine told me one time, and I want Beth to really speak to this because this is probably, you know, let me say this first, that there is no doubt the reason we have great relationships with our kids today is because of their mother. She's been intentional. For, I mean, I, you know, it sounds like I should say that at this point, you know, so I get a kiss later on. But ultimately, <laughs> it's true. She has been the one who has been very strategic, very intentional, as well as constantly drawing me home too. Hey, listen, here's what's going on. Here's what I think you should do as a dad. And then I may look like a hero because she sets me up to be successful in that. But that's very much been the case here. The reason they're great kids is because of their mother. But secondly, someone described to me one time, it's like a hurricane. In other words, the the first part of the hurricane is those preschool years. You know, it's constantly, you're just, you know, physically always working. They're up at night. I mean, it's just like this hurricane. Then there's the eye of the storm, somewhere around maybe 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, where, you know, it's it's getting easier. You know, they can take take care of themselves a little bit easier. And then you go to the other side of the hurricane, right? And that's those teenage years. And so I think both sides of those have been really very real for us. You know, the beginning, um, it really was stretching me because we had kids right away. You right. know, six Your months. Kids were close, in- too. So you were in the same season pretty intensely, at least with Michael and Christy. Exactly, exactly. So and right off the bat, you know, we, we knew each other. We didn't even know each other that well, honestly, when we got married. <laughs> so then we have kids right away. And of course, you know, I'm going, hey, wait a minute, what about my meeting? You know, where do these kids come from? And and so we, we had a little struggle in those times, emotionally struggle. And then we had that, that eye of the storm, which was, I think, a chance for us to kind of catch up and build our relationship. Then we went right into the teenage years, which was a different side of the hurricane. So... <laughs> There are different roles that you play, right? And we've heard people talk about this before where you, you are kind of, uh, you start as the, um, the protector and the, the teacher, and then you transition to more of a, a coach mm-hmm. and a cheerleader. Yeah. And, you know, because you've got to start releasing those, those grips mm-hmm. and giving them opportunities to start to learn and make mistakes and learn from their own mistakes and hopefully teaching them to learn from others' mistakes, but they don't always okay. do that. And, yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, there's those different roles that you got to kind of learn to transition to. I love the hurricane mm-hmm. yeah. analogy of not hurt it that way, but it really makes a lot yeah. of sense because it it's true. You know, you, sure. there is a good downtime, almost downtime. It's not probably the right word, but from that 8 to 11, mm-hmm. um, 7 to 11, where, you know, yeah. it, things are going good. They're at a fun age. There's not as much of the yeah. stuff. And then you start getting into that other side of the. So yeah. we're right in the middle of the eye right now. Right. So we're enjoying yeah. it. We're very we're on much going to enjoy it. We're starting to see some waves and maybe some uh, yeah. the cloud, tide change. Yeah. Clouds are on the horizon. <laughs> uh, they're yeah. coming. And I've got a little bit of a conspiracy theory. Uh, I really do believe an alien did abduct my oldest and dropped their evil twin behind from 12 to about 18. So, oh, you know, wow. it is a conspiracy yeah. theory, but I, I think it's probably true. Well, I think, too, you ask about seasons. What was your favorite season? or hardest season, uh, I have learned through the different seasons to love what is, right. okay? Loving what is, instead of always dreaming about mm-hmm. the next, the next, the next. But to be honest, for me, you know, just the birth of my children, I mean, just, just becoming a mom. So right. those first early years, I think were the hardest for me, Right. really adjusting to having another person to take care of 24-7. 
During those years, though, those early years, and we're going to talk about this more, but we have leaned heavily on mentorship and and books, really. Books have been golden for me. Mm -hmm. Books like Growing Kids God's Way. I got a hold of that thing when Christy was a baby and just (laughs) devoured it. And really, God was just calling me to get on His agenda for parenthood. And so that call has has been the guiding force in, in, in my life as a mom. But the hardest was early on. And then he's right. It just does get a little easier because you begin to change. Right. Right. As a parent. Totally agree. Yep. And God begins to work in your life in a great way. I heard it said one time that, you know, God will do way more through who you are than what you do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And, and we can translate that into parenthood. Yes, God will do way more through who we are as parents in our kids' eyes and in their life than what we do as parents. So who am I as a parent? Well, first of all, I'm a follower of Christ. I'm a Mm -hmm. disciple, right? Right. And um, He has taught me you know, to be many things, of course, but I think three things, happy, humble, and hungry. You know, happy, where does my happiness come from as a mom? Doesn't come from how my kids behave because that can be disappointing. Doesn't come from how undecorated or clean my house is because that also changes all the time. So God has taught me Mm -hmm. through these seasons, you know, how to really be, how for him to fill me with joy. He is my joy. He is my love and he is my security. Mm -hmm. So happiness, humility is huge too, I think. Um, when a child can knows that their mom isn't always right or their Absolutely. dad and is able yeah. to repent and come to them to ask for forgiveness, modeling that humility, uh, modeling how we need strength from God just as much as they do, we need salvation just as much as they do, is huge, Absolutely. has been huge. And then hungry, um, hungry throughout the seasons, hungry to grow, hungry to get those books, those mentors, hungry mm-hmm. to learn. Just what you're doing, really, you're modeling here, Chris and Jan, mm-hmm. is, you know, you're hungry. And that's a great thing. Thing to show our kids that we don't get it, we don't have it all together. Right. We need to grow, and so just modeling growth and personal development as a mm-hmm. mom and as, as parents, I think, um, has helped us through the different seasons. Like I said, she's the secret sauce. <laughs> <laughs> this is no mystery. Okay? No, she just yeah, answered no, it right yeah, there. That's, that's awesome. Easy. Yeah. That's it. Go ahead. Let's just pray and close. That's out. right. Those were awesome. Good for you, John. Man, you did. You did well. Uh, yeah. You didn't even know it. Because, Way, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. You, no, you no well. idea. But God is merciful sometimes. Yes, he is. <laughs> so, mercy and grace covers yes. us all. That's Absolutely. awesome. Um, so, you, you talked about some of the seasons that were hard and some that were your favorite. Um, so when you look back, like, and for, for, you know, Christy and Michael, it's a little harder reaching back because it's a little bit farther. But when you think back to kind of that middle school, high school years, and really even more in that middle school, because that's what's setting you up for those good relationships in high school. What did you guys do? Was there any key things that you did that helped set you up for, if you look back, that said, you know, we did these things. And I think that helped us have the relationships that we have today. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything you can point to? Well, one thing in particular, you know, Lauren is our youngest, and she'll be a rising senior within two weeks, right? She's a junior now. That's awesome. But um, I just think back into her middle school years, and we really did, we did this with all the kids. We took them on a passport to purity, and you may want to talk more about this later, but it's a, it's a weekend kind of uh, retreat, just mom and daughter or Michael and John, right. when they were in the sixth grade and took them to this, um, took them to their choice, you know, like I think you took Michael to a, 
Took him to the lake, took him to a baseball game, took him to a movie. <laughs> we just Several kept trips. moving. And, and in between, you listen to these tapes. Yeah. You listen to the tapes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like a roadmap kind of um, to really great conversations, great um, great learning for these kids to really, you know, how, how, how do they want their dating life to look moving forward? Right. And what kind of, um, you know, purity are they going to live by? And mm-hmm. so... Um, and you know, promising, of course, to, to remain pure for their for their husband or wife, and so that was that was something really cool because we looked, and of course, we, you know, I, I mean, you want to kind of plan before it gets there, and so that was huge for us. I think all the kids really uh, were proud of that. Actually, I think I'd add to that too is uh, one of the things that hit me in the middle school years was uh, a little phrase was I don't know if I heard it from somebody or read it but it, it, he says basically you can be right or you can have a relationship with your kids yeah and I think it's always attention especially in middle school because you know I tend to get you know a little bit more of a type A in personality so if I see something wrong I sort of want to confront it quickly and you know and I can kind of dominate a little bit too much and I had to learn how to say listen. Is this really that big of a deal? Is this re- is it that important that I win the argument or win the day or you know win the battle but lose the war so to speak? Right. So I can be right or I can have a relationship. And I think to your point of what you guys started off the podcast by saying is you know we've figured out a lot in the first ten years, but what's the next ten and the next ten after that? And I think you're right. So part of it for me was starting to think about how my parents had treated me and then how I wanted at that age and stage to be treating my kids and them to be treating me. So I went back to that thing is I don't think I need to win every war. I don't think I need to be, you know, the guy who wins every argument. And again, that was a little hard to back off and not do that, but rather just think, you know what, the most important thing I can do here is build a relationship. Absolutely. And ultimately just trust that God is going to work what needs to be worked in their hearts, you know, and that no, it doesn't, it's not really determining on what we say or don't say a hundred percent at all. It's really God arresting their heart and revealing and right. showing them him, him, him doing that. Work. I would say too, that's something that I've learned just in the um, season that we've been in, even when they were little, cause like you said, the little years were hard for me cause we had stair steps ages wise as well. And I think there was, I saw my control come out much more. I, I felt like I remember having this point where I'm like, I'm a 10-year-old again. Hmm. Like I'm going back to when I was little and how I was managed differently or whatever in a given situation. And I thought, I'm doing the same thing. I'm frustrating my children. And so I just something you had just said that just made me realize that was like, okay, God, I need to switch it up. And that humility that you have to model as a parent, I feel like that is something that God had showed me, thankfully, early on. And I don't master it by any stretch. However, I at least recognized it enough to go, it is okay for me to be wrong. And I need to get down, even if it's a two-year-old, look at me in the eye. Because kids know right from wrong. You know, I remember one of our kids look at me and go, Mommy, that was so not nice the way you said that. And I was like, you are so right. Uh And even if they were blatantly wrong and whatever caused me to, you know, be unhappy about something, I dismissed that at the because I thought, you're right, I handled that incorrectly. And that changed, it was a game changer. It's beautiful. So, yeah, it's like giving them permission to call us out. Right, because ultimately, know. are we just reproducing frustration that right. we were taught? And, you know, everybody does things differently, and parenting is hard. So, you're not always going to be this exactly. unicorns and butterflies. <laughs> but, um, that just landed well on me when you said that because I just really remember going, I'm, I'm parenting like a 10 year old, and mm. I need to grow up. And 
and I need to look at how God can use me differently and be humble and not always win. Because yeah. I yeah. definitely had that. Yeah. I'm the mom. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Hmm. That's not going to breed a good relationship here. Yeah, well said. So looking back as well, we're kind of, we were taking a, a peek back into you know those middle school years and, and the, the forming years of, of getting to the relationships you have now. So you guys put in place some things like from a guideline perspective or a family rules. You see a lot of folks now that are making these big paintings that have all these, you know, these are the things we do and follow. And um, did you guys have kind of some, hey, these are the Bennett rules yeah. in the house and things that we, we do. You guys are laughing. So we, I know there's we are laughing there. because we, we came, we read something, we came up with this Bennett family constitution. All right. You know? <laughs> okay. And uh, I mean, I worked hard at it. I'm a wordsmither, <laughs> you know, speaker, communicator. So I worked hard on it and had it all together. And then of course we had a dinner and I presented the Bennett family constitution <laughs> to these middle schoolers. And I they're kind of looking at me like, you right know, now, right? <laughs> yeah, they're like, what, what? And then, so then, you know, Beth, who's very much a values, priority, discipline, you know, she's just, so good at this. She she just really lays things out in a very methodical way and helps us all stay on track. Well, anyway, she puts it on the refrigerator, the Bennett family constitution, loud and proud, baby. You know, it's on the refrigerator. So about two or three months into this thing, uh, one of them comes to us, I can't remember if it was Christy or Michael, because, uh, you know, my friends are coming over. I was just wondering if we could take down the constitution <laughs> while my friends were going to be here. <laughs> I just I just had to laugh, you know, instead of making us a big deal about it. <laughs> I thought that was rather humorous. So, but I'm sure you will give the incredible values-based constitution, <laughs> well, you know, talk and help us understand how important that was. Well, it just was. It just I think it just in writing. I mean, hopefully they see have seen a lot of these values worked out in our lives and mm-hmm. family throughout the years, but I just for us it was really good just to put it in writing. These are like the five top right. things that we're going to live by here. And servant-heartedness, you know, it was a big one I remember. <laughs> uh, you know, honesty, hardworking, things like that, you know, right, which are right. just very general. It wasn't mm-hmm. no rocket science issue, but I think for them to see, you know, mom and dad are serious about this right. and we're going to, this is our standard. This is what we believe in. So then when one of them, I remember, um, you know, maybe wouldn't want to go to a baseball game of Michael's or something that was really important. No, we, we support one another here. This is, mm-hmm. this is part of our values and this is what we do as a family, right. you know? So it just kind mm-hmm. of was just a, a, another roadmap for us just to live by and, and, it kind of goes back to like at dinner time, you know, we have a little conversation on the dinner table. You know, we really didn't do, you know, the whole devotional thing that strong. But what I would try to do is end dinner in a conversational way is bring out values. So we went back to the Constitution a few times and brought out those values, mm-hmm. talked about them around the dinner table, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that was, I think, helpful. But back to our devotions. Yeah, it was different. It looked different for us. When they were little, 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 you know, they loved to read right. Bible stories. John was really good with putting the kids to bed with a Bible story and mm-hmm. and just with applying that in a right, fun way right. for them. Um, I found, though, a conversation around the dinner table we did. Again, not a lot of devotion, but morning time was the time I felt like just to get it in their hearts, like those... Right. those, those uh, Elementary school years in particular, yeah. you know, I was making breakfast for them, little five, five minute, maybe not even five minutes. There right. was a great book I followed, just little scriptures for kids um, and confessions for kids is what it was called. And I would lead them through this confession, this Bible verse and little thing together. And we would read it together and um, they would repeat after me. And so they're not only 
they're speaking the word. I guess I taught them how to do that, really mm-hmm. speak truth over their own lives. Right. And just little, little tidbits. But again, it's trusting in the power of the word, right. trusting in the power of, of truth mm-hmm. to transform them. And those seeds in their heart really, I, I trusted God and we trust, we have trusted him. And then in the middle school those. years, what we'd do is uh, we'd have to drive them to the bus stop. So we get them in there. Of course, that's a captive audience for yeah. whatever it is. You know, it could be three minutes, could be right. 10 minutes as you're waiting for the bus. And then again, I'd have a Bible open. And typically what I would do is I'd say, Here, here's what I just read this morning. So in other words, the translation is, I'm doing this too. This is important to me. Yep. Right. Here's what I just read. And it may have not meant anything to them or may have meant something to them. It didn't really matter. I was mm-hmm. just trying to say, hey, you know, from an action standpoint, right. you know, this is really valuable to us. So. No, that's great. When you think about, um, and I think those little tidbits are, are awesome just to see what are some of those habits. And you talked about the sixth grade trip and walking through the passport of purity. Can you guys think of any other kind of um, traditions that you did with all three kids or habits that you kind of formed and put in place as a family that we did? Uh, you know, we did this every week or uh, we did this with every child at a certain age or going through certain things. I mean, any other of those kind of um, things you guys did on a regular basis? Maybe Bennett-isms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bennett, yeah, those are great. that's a great question. I think part of it was the uh, Passport for, for Two Purity is actually what it's called, put together by Family Life, which was really, really good. Again, it's talking about a difficult subject, about yep. sex and dating, but they do most of the hard conversations. You're following up and facilitating. Mm-hmm. So most parents don't really feel super equipped or confident doing that. So that mm-hmm. part was really cool. Sure. And the way you ended up is that you actually give them a very valuable gift in, and then say, would you like to you know, basically sign this abstinence type of pledge? So for me, you know, we did all this stuff with Michael. I mean, it was a long, it's like a weekend. You know, we went to a movie, we went to a baseball game, we went water skiing on the lake, and then I bought him this knife because I want to get him something dangerous, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, engraved his name into it. And I remember That's sitting awesome. in front of Braves Stadium, we're about to go in the game, and I said, well, son, you know, we list all this stuff, we've been talking about this. Well, here's the deal. You know, you sign a pledge that, you know, you're not going to have sex until marriage. You know, what do you think about that? Do you want to sign? And I, and I said, I've got a gift for you. <laughs> and he goes, of course. He basically says, like, so if I sign this, I get that? <laughs> yeah, that's how it works. He's like, I'm in. You know, so he signs. <laughs> so you're hoping for these really dramatic moments yeah. with, you know, cinema right. and, you know, background music. It's not working that way. But he got the point. You know, something very valuable but very dangerous Right. Was he got in his hand at that point? And then we walked in. Of course, we had to hide the knife. Before I was we just going to say, take it away. I was waiting for <laughs> yeah. the big moment was, yeah. and the knife got yeah. taken away. <laughs> little, you didn't want that little exactly. uh, imagery to happen there. Exactly. <laughs> I think another thing we try to do is uh, the date night thing, especially with the girls, and take them out. We like chilies, you know, because uh, they like chips and salsa. So we're <laughs> then I would try to circle back into some sort of value based mm-hmm. type of conversation. I think that was good. I think we wanted to associate fun experience experiences with truth yeah Mm -hmm. and so the more we could do that i think the better uh, and john's really good at that you know he is the fun in our family and (laughs) but he's also very intentional so i've been so blessed to have him lead the family that way because the kids really really get that and i Mm -hmm. think that's one thing you know overall we just you know he's not legalistic he's he just really you know has balanced uh truth and fun and just really 
a good picture, I think, of, of what God looks like in our life to our kids. Mm-hmm. And so vacations have been important, too, for Absolutely. us throughout the years. It's harder now. I feel bad that Lauren is has such older siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, we did lose a baby in between Lauren and Michael. Okay. So, um, but, you know, God's faithful and, and, you know, building into her. We feel like we're parenting her very differently, sure. actually, than Christy and Michael, because mm-hmm. she doesn't have that closer sibling right there. And, you know, I think yeah. your third, you tend to be a little more... Uh, at peace, yeah, <laughs> right, sure, and and everything. Anyway, but vacations, uh, we try still to be intentional about that. And even mm-hmm. as the kids are married, we're hoping to create that kind of environment. Well, that was some great information that we got from the Bennetts. I've already been writing down. Um, a second set of notes, even though I sat with them personally. <laughs> when right. I really listen to them, I start getting more information. Uh, a couple highlights that I took away. I love where she talks about, especially for moms, but this is definitely apl- applicable for parents at large, is to be happy, humble, and hungry. Yeah, absolutely. I, I when that. I heard that, I thought that is not something just for moms. That is something that we as dads can totally uh, apply. Because I think we camp out sometimes and like we get so focused on something and it just yeah. brings us down. Nope, that so was good. Absolutely. I think that's great. And my other takeaway that I loved, and this is just mine, I don't think she mentioned it, but as I was listening, you'll notice that we use a lot of the same questions. And the one thing that comes around for me is that you just have to be intentional as parents. And so it sounds blanketed, but you know what's going to work for your family. And so find, instead of having this big catalog of items that you want to cover with all your kids, find out like one or two things that you think are really going to be impactful and just stick with it. And then just go for it. You know what I mean? That's good. I think we've seen, there's definitely been some light bulbs as we've talked to different families and we've just said, we're going to do that. And it's simple stuff. Like for yeah. an example, like we've taken our kids on a 10-year-old trip. She references the sixth grade passport to purity. We did a 10-year-old trip. And mm-hmm. that was just something we learned from other people. And it has just reaped dividends for us. Yep. Quick summary for me, two things I took. One, John mentioned this, and we've heard this, I think, from Russ Cross, and you know, relationship trumps everything. And so always remembering that how important that relationship is. It's more important than whatever consequence or whatever hard time you're dealing with maintain that relationship. And then the second thing, you know, Jan talked about the intentionality, the, the sixth grade trip, we did it at 10 years old. Um, that was huge for us. That's impacted those mm-hmm. relationships t- still to this day. When we did right. them back when they were 10, CJ's almost 16, Ty's almost 14, we still reference those trips. And our relationships today with them where they're at is a lot because of that trip. And then I love their talk on, uh, on values. Uh, I thought that was really good as well. So really great stuff from the Bennett's. We'll get into uh, the second episode with them in two weeks on, we're going to talk dating. We're going to talk, you know, father, son, mother, son, mother, daughter, father, daughter relationship. The other unique piece um, to these guys we've not talked about with others uh, is that they have with them is their son, Michael did play uh, college football. So sports was a big deal in their family. So John does talk a little bit about even that sports piece uh, and what it's like navigating sports uh, through those years. And so it's really, really some really good stuff we can take from that as well. Great. So we would love for you guys to subscribe to the Hindsight Podcast. Please like us on Facebook. 
and then also go out and rate us and give us a review, and that'll help other people who are looking to learn um, find us. Yeah, a lot of great stuff from these couples and from Misty, single parents, and just from parenting in general. So want to make it available to as many folks as we can, and you guys doing some of those things will help to do that. So thank you. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us, and we will talk to you in two weeks. Y'all take care. See you later.